Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 81. Today, our episode is entitled Power to Change, because in our passages, we'll see today how God has the power to change someone at the innermost part of who they are. We'll see this in the story of Saul and also in multiple stories in the book of Acts. So let's jump in, beginning again at 1 Samuel chapter 9. There was a Benjaminite named Kish, son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Becheroth, the son of Aphiah of Benjamin. Kish was a prominent person. He had a son named Saul, a handsome young man. There was no one among the Israelites more handsome than he was. He stood head and shoulders above all the people. The donkeys of Saul's father, Kish, wandered off. So Kish said to his son, Saul, Take one of the servants with you and go and look for the donkeys. So Saul crossed through the hill country of Ephraim, passing through the land of Selesha, but they did not find them. So they crossed through the land of Salim, Shalim, but they were not there. Then they crossed through the land of Benjamin, and still they did not find them. When they came to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come on, let's head back before my father quits worrying about the donkeys and becomes anxious about us. But the servant said to him, Look, there is a man of God in this town. He is highly respected. Everything that he says really happens. Now let's go there. Perhaps he will tell us where we should go from here. So Saul said to his servant, All right, we can go. But what can we bring the man since the food in our bags is used up? We have no gift to take the man of God. What do we have? The servant went on to answer Saul, saying, Look, I happen to have in my hand a quarter shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God, and he will tell us where we should go. Now it used to be in Israel that whenever someone went to inquire of God, he would say, Come on, let's go to the seer. For today's prophet used to be called a seer. So Saul said to his servant, That's a good idea. Come on, let's go. So they went to the town where the man of God was. And as they were going up to the scent of the town, they met some girls coming out to draw water. They said to them, Is this where the seer is? They replied, Yes, straight ahead, but hurry now, for he came to the town today, and the people are making a sacrifice at the high place. When you enter the town, you can find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. The people won't eat until he arrives, for he must bless the sacrifice. Once that happens, those who have been invited will eat. Now go on up, for this is the time when you can find him. So they went up to the town. As they were heading for the middle of the town, Samuel was coming in their direction to go up to the high place. Now the day before Saul arrived, the Lord had told Samuel, At this time tomorrow I will send to you a man from the land of Benjamin. You must consecrate him as a leader over my people Israel. He will save my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked with favor on my people. Their cry has reached me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said, Here is the man that I told you about. He will rule over my people. As Saul approached Samuel in the middle of the gate, he said, Please tell me where the seer's house is. Samuel replied to Saul, I am the seer. Go up in front of me to the high place. Today you will eat with me, and in the morning I will send you away. I will tell you everything that you are thinking. 
And don't be concerned about the donkeys that you lost three days ago, for they have been found. Whom does all Israel desire? Is it not you and your father's family? Saul replied, Am I not a Benjaminite from the smallest of Israel's tribes? Is not my family clan the smallest of all the clans in the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you speak to me this way? Then Samuel said to Saul, and his servant into, then Samuel brought Saul and his servant into the room and gave them a place at the head of those who had been invited. There were about 30 people present. Samuel said to the cook, Give me the portion of meat that I gave to you, the one I asked you to keep with you. So the cook picked up the leg and brought it and set it in front of Saul. Samuel said, What is kept is now set before you. Eat, for it has been kept for you for this meeting time. From the time I said, I have invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they came down from the high place to the town, Samuel spoke with Saul on the roof. They got up at dawn and Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Get up so I can send you on your way. So Saul got up and the two of them, he and Samuel, went outside. While they were going down to the edge of the town, Samuel said to Saul, Tell your servant to go on ahead of us. So he did. And then Samuel said, You remain here a while so I can inform you of God's message. Then Samuel took a small container of olive oil and poured it on Saul's head. Samuel kissed him and said, The Lord has chosen you to lead his people Israel. You will rule over the the Lord's people and you will deliver them from the power of the enemies who surround them. This will be your sign that the Lord has chosen you as a leader for his inheritance. When you leave me today, you will find two men near Rachel's tomb at Zelzah on Benjamin's border. They will say to you, The donkeys you have gone looking for have been found. Your father is no longer concerned about the donkeys, but has become anxious about you too. He is asking, what should I do about my son? As you continue on from there, you will come to the tall tree of Tabor. At that point, three men who are going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One of them will be carrying three young goats. One of them will be carrying three round loaves of bread. And one of them will be carrying a container of wine. They will ask you how you are doing and will give you two loaves of bread. You will accept them. Afterward, you will go to Gibeah of God, where there are Philistine officials. When you enter the town, you will meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place. They will have harps, tambourines, flutes, and lyres, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them. You will be changed into a different person. When these signs have taken place, do whatever your hand finds for you to do, for God will be with you. You will go down to Gilgal before me. I am going to join you there to offer burnt offerings and to make peace offerings. You should wait for seven days until I arrive and tell you what to do. As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed his inmost person. All these signs happened on that very day. When Saul and his servant arrived at Gibeah, a company of prophets was coming out to meet him. Then the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul and he prophesied among them. When everyone who had known him previously saw him prophesying with the prophets, the people asked one another, What on earth has happened to the son of Kish? Does even Saul belong with the prophets? A man who was from there replied, And who is their father? Therefore this became a proverb. Is even Saul among the prophets? When Saul had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. Saul's uncle asked him and his servant, Where did you go? Saul replied, To look for the donkeys. But when we realized they were lost, we went to Samuel. Saul's uncle said, Tell me what Samuel said to you. Saul said to his uncle, He assured us that the donkeys had been found. 
But Saul did not tell him what Samuel had said about the matter of kingship. Then Samuel called the people together before the Lord at Mizpah. He said to the Israelites, This is what the Lord God of Israel has said. I brought Israel up from Egypt, and I delivered you from the power of the Egyptians and from the power of all the kingdoms that oppressed you. But today you have rejected your God who saves you from all your trouble and distress. You have said, No, appoint a king over us. Now take your possessions positions before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by Lot. Then he brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its families, and the family of Matri was chosen by Lot. At last, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen by Lot. But when they looked for him, he was nowhere to be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Has the man arrived here yet? The Lord said, He has hidden himself among the equipment. So they ran and brought him from there. When he took his position among the people, he stood head and shoulders above them all. Then Samuel said to the people, Do you see the one whom the Lord has chosen? Indeed, there was no one like him among all the people. All the people shouted out, Long live the king! Then Samuel talked to the people about how the kingship would work. He wrote it down on a scroll and set it before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away to their homes. Even Saul went to his home in Gibeah. With him went some brave men whose hearts God had touched. But some wicked men said, How can this man save us? They despised him and did not even bring him a gift. But Saul said nothing about it. A number of times in this passage, uh, I'm hoping you noticed how it said that the Lord changed his inmost person, that they ch- basically God changed Saul's heart, and here God moved the hearts of some men to follow. We see this continual theme throughout the Bible of God being the one who has the ability to change hearts and to change them at the most basic level of who we are. And this continues on in the book of Acts. As we see and pick up the story after Stephen has been martyred in our last episode, And now we pick it up in chapter 8 of Acts. And Saul agreed completely with killing Stephen. Now on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were forced to scatter throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. But Saul was trying to destroy the church, entering one house after another. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Now those who had been forced to scatter went around proclaiming the good news of the the word. Philip went down to the main city of Samaria and began proclaiming the Christ to them. The crowds were paying attention with one mind to what Philip said, as they heard and as they saw miraculous signs he was performing. For unclean spirits, crying with loud shrieks, were coming out of many people who were possessed, and many paralyzed and lame people were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Now in that city was a man named Simon, who had been practicing magic and amazing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. All the people from the least to the greatest paid close attention to him, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid close attention to him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip, as he was proclaiming the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they began to be baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed, and after he was baptized, he stayed close to Philip constantly, and when he saw the signs and great miracles that were occurring, he was amazed. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. These two went down and prayed for them, so that they would receive the Holy Spirit. 
for the Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on the Samaritans, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now Simon, when he saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, offered them money, saying, Give me this power too, so that everyone I place my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could acquire God's gift with money. You have no share or part in this matter, because your heart is not right before God. Therefore repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that he may perhaps forgive you for the intent of your heart. For I see that you are bitterly envious and in bondage to sin. But Simon replied, You pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing of what you have said may happen to me. So after Peter and John had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem, proclaiming the good news to many Samaritan villages as they went. Then the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, that is the desert road. So Philip got up and went. There he met an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her all her treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship, and was returning home, sitting in his chariot, reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go over and join his chariot. So Philip ran up to it and heard the man reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? The man replied, How in the world can I, unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture the man was reading was, He was led like a sheep to slaughter, and like a lamb before its shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In humiliation justice was taken from him. Who can describe his posterity? For his life was taken away from the earth. Then the eunuch said to Philip, Please tell me, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? So Philip started speaking, and beginning with this scripture, proclaimed the good news about Jesus to him. Now as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there is water. What is to stop me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any more, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, found himself in Azotus, and as he passed through the area, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Again, such an amazing collection of stories here, and the, and the themes throughout each one that comes over and over again, and we'll see it more and more again as well, is how God changes people from the inside out, how he does a miraculous work of changing hearts. And while some seem to change, there's a, a change that happens sometimes through behavior, but not through the depths of the heart, like Simon, the one who is trying to buy it and sell it and have this idea of greed attached to the good news proclaimed, is warned, and we are warned with him to realize that the gift of God in changing people's hearts is not something we can earn or we can buy, but is a gift that God gives out of his grace and his mercy, earned by Jesus and given freely to those who repent and believe in him. And so what a wonderful message today. The power to change our hearts comes from God, the one who graciously does so, all because of Jesus and what he has done. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, 
Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. 